Well, I guess we're live. There we are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's What's work. up, everybody? I'm Dustin Coiner of Talking Motorbikes. Um, track days here in Southern California, and I'm on with that dude on the R1, Ben Smith. What's there up, buddy? Are. What's up? Yeah, you're an R1 guy yourself too, right? I forgot, didn't have time to ask you that question, but. Well, yeah, like, yeah, dude, I'm the R1 guy. Thankfully, they didn't fucking steal that out of the rig. <laughs> That's that nice, uh, I've seen that nice track days painted R, uh, R1 out there, West Coast. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it's 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 a little dumb, but I, you know, I'm old. I I gotta like look cool at least if I can't be fast, right? What's the saying? Look pro, go slow. Yeah, uh, something like that. Something I heard like you that. Get around all right, though. I heard it's not not too slow. I mean, you know, I'm I go okay, I guess, for an old guy. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you'd probably surprise a lot of people. Honestly, yeah. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Like, I raced at Chuck Walla last weekend. I was like, wow, bro. Like, I need to ride more. <laughs> Dude, Chuck Walla is one of those tracks. I went out there once last year during the winter. And, like, I've been, only been out there because I'm, I'm an East Coast guy. But I've only been out there a hand couple of times. And, like, I don't know. Something about that place. Like, I love it. The CVMA series is, is phenomenal. But, like, I, yeah. I, I can wrap my head around it. But I just, I don't know. Maybe so I just don't have enough time at the place or what. But I've had... Some actually, I had one really good wreck there a while ago. Um, really fast going going into that bowl section where that the okay. bowl is. Yeah, it was it was bad. It was it was a good one. Yeah, I mean, look, I you know I I hadn't raced there in a long time. I I hadn't even been there in years. You know, like there was some um, government bullshit. <laughs> really. And to, to quote Stefano Mesa, right? Like it's, you know, it's uh, the racetrack politics stuff. And, okay. you know, basically there's been some changes out there. And so I got invited back. Okay. All right. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> invited right? back was the word that I heard. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so well, it was cool. Sense. Like, you know, it was cool to see everybody, like all the old people, you know, and uh, barbecue with them. Yeah, like, that that's the thing about Chuck Walla. It's like it's more of like a camping trip, and the side thing, instead of riding dirt bikes with your homies, you're like banging bars with them during the day, and then you barbecue with them in the evening. So I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. like a unique little vibe, and it's like winter time, dude. Fucking nobody's racing in December, dude. Yeah, like I said, we went out. I was out there in whatever it was. I was out there in like March last year, but I've been out there in December and it's, yeah, it's like the weather could not be better. Like, I mean, yeah, you're racing like barbecue on Saturday nights, right? Like they always do that barbecue Saturday yeah. night. It's yeah. really close knit. It's, it's pretty cool. Cause it's really close knit group of people out there. I feel like a lot of the club right. racing series now, it's kind of like, you know, it's not bad, but everybody just does their own thing. Like, you know, you race and then you do your own thing and that's it. But out there, it's definitely seems like a little bit more close knit of a group. Especially with like yeah, I mean, and all those guys. you know, you, you get little groups at every, uh, every race series, right? Like you, you know, there's always, there's always somebody, you know, like back in the day when I raced AFM, it was the, that SV dude, you know, the catch Jason catching would always have this like epic spread and everything. And then the last couple of years I did some stuff and like, what's his name? Um, 
anyway, like, but there's always somebody that has something going on. And this past weekend, it was Kettleson, like Kettleson and, um, and John Wrighty, like the dude smoked meat and mac and cheese and shit. Like it was crazy. So it's like, you know, the racing, it, it's almost like sometimes the racing is like secondary. <laughs> yeah. Like I no, that's kind of the vibe that I got is when I went out there, like, yeah, yeah you got guys. I mean, of course they'll come out, do one, two races over the span of the weekend, but like, Dude, they're, yeah. they're there to eat. Like, <laughs> they're there to eat Saturday night when, when that massive barbecue's going on. And it's just, like you said, it's just the whole, like, the culture or whatever. Like, it's it's a pretty cool, tight-knit group of, group of people out there. I wish I had the chance to go out there more over the winter. It's just, it's a hike and a half to get out there, obviously. Dude, yeah, you got to, like, have a bike out there and stuff. I think I think I saw you out there years ago, like, uh, maybe right when you started riding the R6. Yep, I, I was out there right when I got on the R6, uh, and then the year previous was when I had just first hopped on the 600 in general, and that's yeah. where, it, like I said, I had that big wreck. It was actually funny, not funny. It's funny now, but it wasn't funny at the time. Yeah, we can uh, laugh at our crashes and shit now, bro. Like, you're was, still here to tell about it, right? So Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it, now, like I said, now it's great, but at the time, like, I had just hopped on the 600. Uh, the team that I was on at that time, Team Norris, phenomenal people. They built me this brand new, like, badass GSXR 600. Like, had the yeah. whole everything was painted. I, like, I had the whole kit. Everything was everything was going great. My third session out, whatever on on the bike. Like I said, coming into that bowl, hit like that little bump. I don't know if it's still there, but there's like a little bump or whatever, and I must have broke right over that bump and just instantly tucked the front end. And all I remember is sliding off the top of the of the bowl there and legitimately feeling myself just get airborne and achieving just, you felt yourself achieving weightlessness literally like i was just <laughs> like wow i'm just in the air now and like i hit the desert and it was one of like a, one of jp's private days or something so there was no corner workers or anything and i like i was just lay, like legitimately laying out in the middle of the desert and uh I think it was JP actually came running up and was like, oh, my God, like, you're all right. Like, I was fine. The bike, not so much. But I know we looked back at the data and said that when I hit the brakes, like, I hit the brakes and instantly went down. I was doing, like, 118 miles an hour and just right off the edge of that bowl. Yeah, I know. I know about crashing at high rates of speed. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've You know, in the last shit, since uh, 2018, I've written off two R1s. Just really written them off. That's pretty impressive. That takes a lot. I mean, dude, it's so weird because like I don't feel like I'm that much of a crasher, you know. But like, fucking, as I've gotten older, it's like when I when I do it, like usually I'm in the hospital, and usually I ride a bike off. Like, <laughs> dude, that, but that's that's well, you're doing it right then, I guess. You, you say you're doing it right, but that's the thing though. Like, you start getting on the bigger bikes, like. You know, like I was, I would crash my KTM 390 and whatever. It's a little low slide. Like you're not really doing much, but obviously the, the higher that the speed get and everything, you know, it's the consequences are higher with your, were you in that 390 junior, the 390 cup before the junior cup? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, my first season in that was 2016. Uh, Um, I actually won that championship the last year of it in 2017. Okay. Uh, So you were in it with like G3 and Ruben and. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, those guys were a little bit before because it started in 2015. Yeah, um, like I, I think G3 and Gray Fam and those guys were in it in 16. 
16, yeah. yeah. So I was in it in 16. I did the full season in 16, but I got a podium in 16 at the end of the year. And then, like I said, 17 was the year. was the last year they did it. Um, I won the championship that year. and uh, Before they turned it into the Ninja 400 Cup? It, yeah, it went from the KTM Cup to the Ninja 400 Cup. So, I mean, right. it's all in how you look at it. But, yeah. Yeah, it's no, pretty that crazy, crazy, too, because, like, I remember leading up to that when it started out as Junior Cup and, like, all those kids had the – you know, they had the ten thousand dollar something Graves R threes, and yep. the, but like nobody really had anticipated the four hundred, and then the four hundred came out, and it was like, fuck. Yeah, because Graves <laughs> put together that whole program for the R threes. Like I remember mm-hmm. they all went out to Button Willow or whatever it was, and they all tested. Like it was a legit program, and then like yeah, four hundred came out, and it was faster. Just I probably right out of the, I mean it's four hundred cc's it's an extra hundred cc's over the R three, right? Um, but that's why I like that KTM series. I was the biggest. I still am the biggest proponent of that because it was so simple. Everybody's yeah. on the same bike. It's it simply came down to ta- like rider talent. Like that's that is what it is. You know there was yeah. no like crazy electronics packages for these tiny bikes. Like it was cost effect as cost effective as it could have been. Unless and, unless you blew your so your head gasket, right? Yeah, which was a pretty common uh, frequency. I'm pretty sure on those bikes, like it wasn't it wasn't perfect, but I mean for the most part, like I I stand by any sort of spec series like that. In my yeah, opinion. I mean it, it's cool to have those spec series like that. You know, like in Europe they do like, you know, they've had the R three Cup thing, R seven Cup, whatever R six even. And it'd be cool to have some kind of spec class like that. Um, but every, like, it's fucking racing, man. Like, spec classes shouldn't be the main thing, you know? No, no, it shouldn't be the main thing. Cause, I mean, it's, you got to have the manufacturers involved. Like, the more manufacturers you got involved, I mean, everybody knows the better that it's going to be. So, I think right. if there could be a, a happy medium, I think, between the spec classes and the, you know, your, your manufacturer class racing, that, that's ideal, but I don't know. I'm just living in the heyday of the, the KTM Cup days, and we would that we would have so much fun. Honestly, probably more fun off the race track than we had on the race. Oh, I know, I know about some of y'all shenanigans in the yeah. pits back it then. It got wild in the pits. Like, just we were all like 15, 16 years old on the pit bikes and stuff. Like, it was it was a lot of fun though. And you know what's crazy is like a lot of the kids that were racing with you back then probably still aren't you know i i know that ashton yates is still going right um yeah you know there's a few that are still going but a lot of the kids are out they're, they're yeah and unfortunately know. i mean yeah unfortunately like it's dude know, i think ruben's like a ruben casaras is like a sheriff or something no way really <laughs> yeah and um gabe hernandez is a dentist or he's it's, training to be a dentist. It's right? crazy to see how like you can have such a like you're so invested in racing at, at that age and then it's yeah. you know, for some like I'm so thankful that, that I still have this going and like, you know, that's what I want to make yeah. happen. But like you said, a lot of people that were in that and I raced against, they're now a dentist or they're a sheriff or they're like it's yeah. just, it's wild to think about like So man, we how old are you there. now? I'm only twenty three. Like, you're twenty three. Yeah, I know. I'm talking like this was back in the heyday. This was only. Oh, like I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, I I remember coaching the, a bunch of those kids, and um, Ken Hill and I had this whole thing. It was like, you know, 
when when we sent uh, G three to rookies tryouts, he had sent Masiato, and so yeah. you know we're we're coaching, you know, and he's I'm at Champ School working, and he's got a one on one thing with Maz, getting him ready, dialed in for for rookies. So then you know there was like a whole thing, and I was like, oh well, my my kid actually made it, so. <laughs> Damn. I'm not gonna say Maz was. He, I'm I'm good friends with. Him. I mean, I like both of them. I'm oh no, dude! I I like him too, man. I was. It was yeah. more of like a competition between me and Ken, really. Not, oh, okay, okay, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I so I was like, oh well, you know, because fuck, like the the that's a weird like how how they pick who gets in or whatever is like seemingly arbitrary, right? Yeah. So. And it's it's definitely a weird process. Like I actually applied. We joked that Gabe had the 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 perfect last name. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to say it, but yeah, it does. It definitely helps. It's definitely, it yeah. definitely helps. Like I applied for it back in before I did the KTM Cup, I believe. But I actually got like I'm I've been a taller. I'm not that tall, but for the paddock, like I'm on the taller side, and those bikes are t- like those rookies cup bikes are tiny. Yeah. And, uh, they, I, I mean, I you weren't as big as it. Ashton was on the thing. No, Ashton, Ashton was, was like bigger than me. Yeah, he's yeah. still taller than me for sure. But yeah. they denied me just because of my height. Like I was they, like too tall. Like I would not have fit well on those rookies cut bikes, which understandably so. But like they're definitely strict. So. Well, you know what? We got a good thing going here, and I, I hate to interrupt it, but I got to get to the comments before it just goes crazy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have you have some fans here, bro. So, I mean, obviously, we have the Honda guy on, you know, uh, Trevor. Trevor's yeah, commenting, yeah, yeah. you know, him, Trevor, right? I just saw him not too long ago down at Jennings. Yeah, yeah, he was saying something like that, but you know, he was he's basically saying congrats on the sponsorship stuff, and then he's commenting on the fact that I shaved my beard off. <laughs> so, yeah, that's um, <laughs> There's a few of those comments. Um, David Booknick says it's it's there. Uh, there's always a drama or something. Does that mean Track Days is going to return to Chuck Walla? You know what? I mean, I don't have anything on the books for 2024, but maybe in the future. I, I'm saying it's not never. Um, Keep it an open book. There, that's, I am, that's uh, yeah, dude. Book. Like, you know, shit's going good there, man. Like, you know, they got a good yeah. dude managing the place now, so... I mean, he knows what's on. That dude's switched on, so you know. I'm sure, you know, when cons- when it when it, the books get opened up, the they might have a spot. Yeah, yeah. well, that <laughs> like I said, that's the perfect response. It's not a yes, it's not a no. It's a, yeah, but it's, it's not a fuck one. you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was fuck no, you until like, you know. Yeah. So, um. Eric Davis is saying a joke for Ben. Um, his buckets are still empty. <laughs> that's, that's What's up with that? In, that's a funny inside joke. How, how did I know that that, that comment was going to come up at some point along this? What's podcast? up with the buckets? So the buckets are a long-standing story that we had. So uh, last year when I ended up, I ended up coming back to the Northeast Cycle Outlet team. Uh, Kyle Alexander, Eric Davis was was there. Uh, he was part of Mazda's crew. Jonathan Sweely, who's actually my uncle, data guy. Long story yeah. short, every round on Thursdays, it's setup day. Like, I'm, you know, I'm setting up, I'm helping. Like, but for the most part, like, it gets done pretty quickly. And we have these water buckets just to tie the canopies down. Oh, yeah. And 
it was always my job to to fill up, and we're not talking one or two water, water buckets. Oh, bro, like, like this is the truck days program. We fucking live on the Lowe's Home Depot buckets. Exactly, exactly. right? The Lowe's buckets, the Lowe's buckets. But anyway, it just it, I didn't do it for like one round. I, I probably didn't do it for one round, and then they started to get on me about it, and then it just became like this ongoing joke. It would be like late <laughs> afternoon on a Thursday or even Friday morning, and Eric or Kyle would be like. Where are the buckets? The buckets still aren't filled. So we go like half a weekend with like buckets not being filled just because like, I don't know, I just didn't get around to it or something. But eventually I got the buckets filled. Eric can attest to the fact that I did eventually get the buckets filled. But but you went and fucked up that one time. Yeah. And so so that that's basically going to follow you the rest of your racing career. That's just how it that's just how it goes, especially under that tent, which I'm fine with it because it keeps it, it keeps it fun. But that stuff like that definitely uh it it tends to stick around but whatever eric i'll i'll look the buckets wow. are open you can fill the buckets as well so wow dude wow uh, okay so uh let's see here i've uh i've got some stuff going back and forth between trevor watson rafael pacheco and ricky bobby about brazilian barbecue I don't know what's about that. Man, you got <laughs> you've got your West Coast barbecue out at CVMA. You got to come try the East Coast. The East Coast hey, version. Hey, you know barbecue. what, dude? I might have to do that. Like, I know some guys that probably give me a bike to play with. Um, so who knows, man? I know Ricky go. Bobby's been trying to scumbag me to come in out there for a minute. <laughs> I can guarantee you, Ricky Bobby, could get you out here. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I was at uh, um, I was at Jennings right where I was talking about with Trevor. We were at Track Day Winter, um, John Cook's last event a couple weeks ago at Jennings. They had a killer, killer barbecue on Saturday night, Brazilian barbecue. Um, so ate a lot, shit ton of barbecue there. And then Ricky Bobby and I were at Roebling uh, only like two weekends ago, and they also had a barbecue. It rained. We didn't end up sticking around for that one as much. But it's just like the past two Track Days I've been to, it's been like I, I – do all this work on Saturday, riding the bike, and then I end up gaining three to four pounds Saturday oh, night on yeah. barbecue. Oh, like, man. I feel sluggish on the bike Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you know, back in the day when, you know, before before I got kind of shoved out, the Chuck Walla <laughs> thing was crazy. Like, I don't know, you might remember the team low budget, but these guys would, I mean, it was like, there would be Korean barbecue, there was a fried chicken wing dude, you know, like, it was out of control. Like it was out of yeah. control. So there's nothing like that. Um, but yeah, like everybody kind of has their little click spot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not really the same, but I get what you're saying, dude. Like that's. It's cool. Like it's, yeah. it's really cool. At, at Jennings, they had a, a, it may have actually been Trevor's big screen, but somebody set up a big screen like projector and they were playing MotoGP on it. And like everybody was eating barbecue, like, I don't know. It's just really cool to see. It. Like the end of the day, yeah. like it's you know it's a high stress atmosphere, and then at the end of the day, five o'clock hits, and everybody's just coming together. Like oh yeah, like I said, the uh, racing is kind of secondary, right? And exactly. you know, back in the day, we used to project the GP races onto the side of Pridmore's tractor trailer rig. You yeah. know, yeah. Yep. So that's what it's all about. Like, so you you know. mentioned Pridmore. Are you are are you having that dude coach you, or have you had him work with you before? Yeah, for sure. So, like, when I was uh, back my early 600 days, um, <coughs> like I said, went out to Chuck Wall a couple of times. Um, 
2019, I believe, I guess it was. I was teammates with Michael Gilbert and Caroline Olsen. Um, okay. And so JP, like I worked pretty heavily with JP and I, and I still like, you know, I still do. JP's been fantastic to me. He's anytime I've got any sort of questions, he's always there to answer them. Um, so, you know, we don't, we, you know, obviously we don't, we don't talk every day. We don't talk every weekend, but he's always super open to help. Um, so yeah. Nothing, Dude, I swear like every, the last three guests that are racers that are in motor America, they're all like Pridmore, you know, they're all like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, yeah. does he like coach everybody? Like he's one of those guys where like if you you know, if you if you want advice, I mean it's not like he's trying to give out unsolicited advice. Like that's the same thing with like, you know, Josh Hayes. Like Josh Hayes does a great a great job at this too. Like I've been working pretty closely with Josh as well, but like they're not gonna give you unsolicited advice, but right. it's you know, if if you've got any sort of questions at all, I mean we're we're professional racers, but like nobody, we don't know exactly what we're doing. Like we've got questions, so it's just cool having guys with like you know. I've got. I love how you air quoted professional. Yeah, professional. <laughs> Trust me. I mean, to be professional, so we, you kind of got to get paid to do it, right? Yeah. You, yes. Yeah, exactly. And you got to be able to fill the water buckets, and you got to you know all that. that all that stuff. But yeah. Uh, no, but it's it's like. You know, it's it's just cool to see guys with that much experience still giving back to the paddock. And you know, if if anybody like a, a young guy like me that's that's trying to make it in the sport has a, has any sort of request or anything, you know, they're hmm. they're there open arms. So okay, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, like just just saying, like the last few guests, you know, like Nolan Lampkin and Joe Lamandry, like they're all about it, you know. So. Yeah. You, it sounds like you're kind of, you kind of do your own thing. And then you're like, if, if you get stuck or have a question, then you go to Pridmore and you're, and he gives you the rundown or is that how it goes? Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. Like I said, either Pridmore or Hayes, honestly, Hayes has been for, since my KTM days, Josh has been super, super helpful. Like even when I was racing against him on the 600s for that short period of time when we were both in that class, um, you know, he had my number a decent amount of the times, but on very few occasions, I, you know, we would, we would be close. Like he would still be giving me advice. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm lining up next to this dude and he's telling me exactly what he's doing. So if that just goes to show like character, you know, they, they didn't get this far. Yeah. For no reason, so, I mean, those dudes, uh, have been around forever. I mean, shit. When I, when I started racing, Josh Hayes was racing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, Which, and that was like, in the late yeah. 90s like <laughs> the dude's been around he's i mean he's the goat now he's the goat like he yeah did it this year, i mean so. yeah he's uh, yeah he's he's still kind of um padding his uh record book run right yeah i'm sure i wouldn't be so i don't know what his plans are for next year i i don't know i haven't talked to him about it but uh you know if he's there i'm sure that he'll i would take he'll a be trying to win you more. know yeah so, yeah, I mean, I, I, it might be even harder this year, you know, than it was this past year because, you know, you got PJ in there again and, yeah, you know, that guy's like an ax murderer in that class. <laughs> yeah. That dude knows how to ride a, uh, he definitely knows how to ride a middleweight bike. I was listening to, uh, I was listening to somebody else's podcast. I think it was, he was on somebody else's podcast. And he was talking about his time over in Europe racing against like. Uh, Keenan Safaglu and all that stuff in World Supersport, and yeah, PJ's yeah. been 
He's been second in the world championship. I, don't quote me on this, but I think maybe twice, two years. Yeah, dude. Separately. He's like, a beast. Yeah, he knows how to. I mean, he knows how to ride. I want that dude. As well, that obviously. dude definitely knows how to ride a motorbike for sure. Yeah. Like yeah, he's that he's that lunatic, and like, you know, I think um, the Ducati thing kind of works for him too, and maybe maybe he'll be back on Superbike at some point. So, be kind of cool to see that class. I mean, I'm I'm picking that dude to win Super Sport this year. You know, even though he's on something other than a Yamaha, I'm just being real. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, realistically, yeah, I think that you just have to look at the at the last couple of years and, and who's been successful on what, like I said, we, we had, I mean, I've been racing Yamahas for yeah, five years or so now. Um, yeah. So, you know, and I love the R1. The R1's been, been great. The R6 was phenomenal too, but I was so surprised about how similar the R6 and the R1 felt, you know, as similar as they can be between the difference of right. 600,000. But yeah, I was going to talk to you about that, you know, like, you're you're one of those dudes. I I've done it too. You know, I I used to race an R6 and and I'm racing an R1 and I have been ru- ruining R1s basically for since 2015. Right, them off. <laughs> I, I like I said, you know, this is uh let's see, I had a 15 and an 18. I sold that one. And then um I had a 20 and I had to write that one off. And then I have a 2022 now. Like Testing them all, <laughs> you, you, yeah. know, you know, every year you got it, you got it down pat. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's the silver motors, the black motors, and the different electronics, and the longer yeah. swing arm, right? Basically, it, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a phenomenal package, like I said. We, I mean, for for instance, this is like the perfect example. I mean, we put that bike that I raced at Brainerd this year when my whole like my whole program just completely flipped upside down. Um, in middle what of what happened with your program first? <laughs> that, that was a whole, so started out the season racing fully in, in super bike. Yeah. Theoretically. Um, we just, you know, things weren't going the way that they should have. And then, you know, obviously this sport isn't cheap. Um, things got, you know, wasn't so much my doing, like I, I didn't have control over, I didn't have, Bluntly, I didn't have control over, over the finances, but um, they, you know, sports expensive. They they run out. Um, so we, yeah, I got a call before Laguna, um, and actually like the week of Laguna, and basically like, hey, we we're not we're not going to be there. We we can't be there due to money wow. reasons. So okay, Eesh. again, long story is what it is. So in the time span between, I still went to Laguna with my gear bag. You know, God forbid something happened to somebody else, like. You know, I, I just wanted to be there, show my face, like, hey, I'm committed to this. Um, obviously, middle of the season, there's really no rides available. Everybody's got the seats locked down. So my only option was I had my personal R1 that I bought as a practice bike up in Pennsylvania. Um, okay. Mind you, there was only two weeks' time between Laguna and Brainerd, the next race. <laughs> so I was like, my only option is to get this thing built uh, and race it at Brainerd. Um had some help from, from some people, um, like long-standing sponsors, John Cook, Track Day Winner, like I, guys that really have helped me out. We got this bike down to Georgia at, to Westby. Um, Don Finelli built the bike within the span of like a week. He built this bike. Wow. I drove down in a rental truck from Charleston, South Carolina to Georgia um, the Tuesday of that race weekend of Brainerd. Or, yeah, of Brainerd. Drove from 
Georgia straight to Minnesota. Um, never had ridden the bike in that trim. Like it had just been built. We put like that was the whole primer gray bodywork because we. I, I, I was wondering about the primer gray bodywork. Yeah, the, <laughs> I actually ended up. People actually ended up really liking it, and I loved it myself. But the reason that it was primer is because the bodywork was shipped to the racetrack. Like the bodywork showed up at Brainerd. We obviously didn't have. So you're in the pits mounting the bodywork for exactly. the race. Exactly. We put. <clears throat> wow. We spent that Thursday at Brainerd. We spent all day getting that bike ready. I mean, it was as ready as it could have been for what Don did, but we spent all, all day getting that thing ready. Long story short, no idea how this thing's going to run. We go out in first practice, and, of course, my transponder wasn't working for half the practice, so last couple laps, they shoved the transponder down my suit. I went out, did a couple laps, and we came in, and I was P3, P3 right off the bat. And I was That's like, awesome. Wow, this thing runs, number one. I wasn't even sure if it was going to run right. Um, we're fairly quick on it. And, you know, I feel good. Um, and then that was, you know, the whole weekend went pretty well. Qualified on the front row. Um, we were fourth in race one. Um, Travis came on pretty good at the end of the race there. And then race two, we put it on the box. Um, first weekend on the bike. And that was, that. Uh, going back to my point, you can, you can take an R1, you can take an R1 and put it on the national podium in Stock 1000 within the span of two weeks. Just basically the bike right out of the box. Um, you hear that, folks? Like, you don't need well, to spend the 50 grand or whatever on that fucking BMW thing. Just get you an R1 and do your shit, it dude. Works. It works, <laughs> man. And, like, that's what I didn't understand because if you look back at the seasons, there has been the, – the Stock 1000 class is now dominated by BMWs and uh, basically by BMWs. You had a couple Cowies in there, a couple of Suzukis, but there's – we were the only Yamaha. There was yeah. one other Yamaha on the grid. Like I said, and, you're that guy on the yeah. Yamaha, and you got Trevor on the Honda, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's it. Oh, wow, and, that's and I don't, I I still can't wrap my head around it. I mean, I know that you know, no bike's perfect, but the bike. I mean, yeah, just to say that we took. That I bike think. Out of I mean, do you think it's yeah. contingency money? I mean, is there yes. like stupid BMW money? Because that's the I, way it was with the Cowie. Yes, and so it seems like with the stock 1000 class, it changes. It used to be the Cowie, and it, you're right. It all kind of depends on contingency. Um, obviously, yeah. Yamaha contingency, they pay. It's maybe not – I don't know what other manufacturers' contingencies are. Maybe it's not the best. But at the end of the day, like, yes, you're, you're trying to make the money, but, you know, you're there to be competitive. You know, it, it's – and the way that I look at it is, hey, my, my whole goal is to, is to potentially one day get a, a – a super bike ride on a factory team or something and you yeah. look at what, what the factory Yamahas are doing and or any Yamaha really in Superbike that's legitimate and you know I want to be that guy where hey I'm doing this on this bike this same bike in stock 1000 you know let me show you what I can do on a super bike it's you know right I already have experience I'm loyal to this manufacturer I've got experience on the bike you know let me show you what I can do so that's my hope that's but. cool, man. Like to, to build a bike in a couple of weeks and throw it on the national box, dude. That's that's pretty was, healthy, man. It was wild. Honestly, like I said, I had no expectations going into the weekend. I had never raced stock one thousand before. It was it was one of those one of those moments where you're like, wow, you know, it was actually all it was all worth it. Um, and then that's where these guys came in actually is is I met these guys at Brainerd Flow, uh, and his whole crew. So is that and, like uh, a law firm? What is that? 
Yes. So Flow for Law, Flow for Law is the law firm. He owns a law firm out of Texas. I believe it's Dallas, Texas. I don't quite okay. be sure on that. I believe it's, but I, it's Texas. Yes. Um, so Flow, uh, Flow for Law Racing. They had a team in stock on thousand last year. A um, couple of riders on it. A couple of different manufacturers. But um, Bobby Davis, who is going to be my my teammate next year, he was riding an R one at Brainerd as well. And uh, funny story, my dad and I actually just started talking to him at R or in Park for May at Brainerd because I'm like, wow, this guy's R one looks way better than mine. <laughs> like, wow. Like, I'm sitting here with the with my you know whatever bone stock R one ish, um, but. We ended up exchanging setup notes for my R1 versus his R1 at Brainerd. Okay. Um, got to talking with, with Flo, and uh, again, long story short, they ended up helping me out big to to make the end of last season happen. Because after Brainerd, I was I was out. I was like, I've got enough to make it through Brainerd. Hopefully it goes well, and then we'll see what happens. Um, and thankfully it, it did, and Flo stepped up, Flo for Law Racing. Um, so one thing led to another, I ran their graphics and, and everything for the rest of the year. And, uh, yeah, now we're, now we're going full time in, in 2024 and it's shaping up to be really, I think it's going to be really good. I'm, um, I'm pretty confident in, in how we got, what we got going here and how we're going to do. Am I crazy to think that Manny had that graphic on the side of his Suzuki? You're not crazy. No, Manny rode for them on his Suzuki. Yep. He, yeah. I believe He's, I don't know when, again, I don't know when he started riding for them, but he did ride for them. Yep. Um, and yeah, he, he had their graphics and everything. Uh, I did a track day with him, hung out with him a decent amount. Awesome guy. Super, super yeah. nice guy. Yep. So yeah, I lost but, video of you for a second, but you're back. So we're good. Oh, whoops. We're glitched. No more glitches. I, yeah. We had enough of that. Yeah. No more glitches, man. Like just to remind everybody, you do race motorbikes and you're not a computer guy. I'm fucking not, sweet. I'm so, so far from a computer guy, man. I, that's the last thing that I should be doing. So, but. you know, like this, this sport is, um, you know what, before I continue, I gotta like go through some more comments, dude. Like we got mad we got comments some? coming in. All yeah. Right, there's uh, let's see. Rhino racing says yeah, yeah. that, uh, that you have a great support system and crew around you, especially your dad. Uh, just yep. ask Ben about his dad being the best wingman ever, especially at Road <laughs> America weekends. Your dad's the best wingman? Yeah, man. Well, so, you know, after after we go out, you know, we have a stressful day at the track or whatever. Like, we go out and eat, and Road America, is, it's got its restaurants, it's got its places. And, and we just go to this one pizza place every year. It's, like, right on the water of Sheboygan, which is an awesome little town. Sheboygan. Sheboygan, yeah. And just so you know, like every time somebody says Sheboygan on, on the show, Lily's like, are you serious? They're going to Sheboygan? Sheboygan. And it's because of um, it's because of Home Alone, I think. Yeah, it's Home Alone. The When they run into John Candy. And he's like, yeah, we're really big in Sheboygan. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm gonna yeah. have to I'm gonna have to look at that because I did not know that. And Sheboygan yeah. is like. Yeah, he's, he's uh, playing the polka. You know, he's like a he's with a bunch of polka nerds. Which Home Alone was that? Because it was like the first one, the OG. Oh, the first one. Yep. Oh damn! I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Hmm. Go back and watch that. Tis, tis the season too. That's 
Now you, now you took me up. I don't even know where I was going. I mean, Christmas was a couple of days ago, bro. Like, it's too late. But, like, you can find it. I mean, you yeah, know. No, I'm going to have to go back and check that one. Or just get back to you that on that next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the next podcast. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we'll just run it back <laughs> and do it again. Yeah, so uh, uh, let's see. Pinky's what? asking uh, if you... Um, Pinky's asking... What does he say? If you've tested your new R1 yet. Uh, yeah, so I've ridden the R1. Um, it's not it's not my new R1. Like, I'm I'm riding right now the, the bike that I raced at the end of last season. Um, yeah. So I've been riding it. Like I said, I was down at Jennings a couple of... It's probably about a month ago now. Uh, I was at Roebling. We kind of had some a washout. But, yeah, I've got it down here with me in South Carolina. I'm keeping it at Ricky Bobby's house. Huge shout-out to him as well, obviously. He's let me keep my trailer there. Yeah, I, did, I didn't see it there when I was there, like, I don't know, a while back. Yeah, I it, I probably got it there again within the past. Probably a couple so, days but, after. Pro- no, probably, because he had mentioned that you were in town, and then, actually, I may have been, I may have been at Jennings when you were in town. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, so I've got all my, all my stuff at his house. But yeah, uh, I've got it down here, so my whole goal is I'm trying to ride as much as I possibly can over this off season, um, at least, at least once a month. Um, because wow. one, one thing that I've, I feel like I've lacked a little bit maybe per se in some of the previous off seasons is that like, I don't really have the chance to ride. I, I never really had the chance to ride over the off season. So I would come into the, into the first round, you know, only haven't been on the bike once, maybe twice the whole off season for, and that's, you know, however many months. So that, that definitely makes it tough. And I think, you know, I'm a huge believer. It's you know, no secret that the more, you know, seat time is the best thing that you can do. Um, so Sounds like yes. JD. That's like JD's yeah. work ethic right there. Just seat time, man. It's as much seat time as you can get. Dirt Stefano Mesa, too. That dude. I don't that know dude, that I don't know anybody that gets as much seat time as that guy. I'm not sure how he does that, honestly. I've always wondered that, but... Um, hey, props to him for being able He's to an it. OG bounty hunter, dude. He, is, he goes dude. and just takes everybody's money everywhere. He's a modern day he's a modern day bounty hunter. They used but to he's OG though. Like he's you know, he's traveling yeah. across wherever and going wherever. No, nah, the dude you know? the dude hustles, that's that's for sure. I mean I like I said, I give him massive credit. Um but yeah, I mean back to your point, like the whole staying on the bike thing as much as you can is, is huge. That's, it's key. So yes. There's commenters, there's commenters saying how hard you work and how you're putting in work at Jennings. So, um, and then, you know, and then there's some more confirmation that your dad is the best, uh, wingman and, um, they love watching him operate, which is, (laughs) they love watching him operate. (laughs) Dude, is he like, is he like, suave or something like no nah, i mean not not is he like hey particular. how are you doing he's just an, an outgoing guy like he's you know he's got no problems he's got no problems saying it like well in different terms saying it like it is but also like you know he's just an outgoing guy like it's i think a part of it too is like i said we're at the racetrack for all all weekend and the racetrack's a pretty high stress atmosphere yeah so they can be step, it can be it can be so yeah. when we step away from the racetrack even if it's just for the night, it's like, it's just nice to just, you just have fun. You know, our whole goal, like, you know, we're traveling the country racing motorcycles. We might as well have fun at it, you know, off right. the racetrack, off the racetrack. Like, if you're not having fun at this all together, you know, what's the point? And I think that Eric, if Eric's still on here, I'd, 
think that he can attest to like, you know, I'm always, I always stand by the fact that, man, if you're not having fun, like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, whether you're on the racetrack, off the racetrack, like there's way too much risk involved in the sport to just be out here. Just yeah, dude, it. that's, you know what? That's my attitude now. You know, like I've, I've been racing a long time and like, I've, I'm not super um, concerned about my competitiveness anymore. And now I'm just chasing fun. You know, it's like, you know what, if I want to, if I want to end up in club race back East with you guys, you know, Roebling, get the cheeks clapped a bit. I'm down, you know, (laughs) the East Coast. Why you think the East Coast guys are faster than the West Coast? No, it's just, I don't know the place, you know? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's some lunatics out there, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, well, I don't know. You stack it up against the CVMA series. That's like a practical Moto America race. I feel like nowadays, but um yeah yeah so yeah I, it I can be i mean dude when i was there it was like jason uribe fonger aussie dave you know it was just like yeah. boom 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 you know michael uh michael's kid uh the kid that was riding for him this year owen williams oh yeah, you know? yeah. i mean there was like hitter after hitter after hitter i was like god damn dude okay that's that, awesome that takes the wind out of your sails as a club guy you're like you know you god, i don't give a shit about that, that. I think yeah, it's rad, you know. Maybe yeah, like you don't you you know you. I'm old, dude. Like, like I remember fucking being at Willow with like Anthony Gobert would show up, you oh, know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know that name. Not that's before my time, but I know that name. Yeah, well, I mean Josh Hayes. I can yeah. remember Josh Hayes showing up on and like he would raced Melissa's like clapped out Honda, like she built, mm-hmm. you know, it was like eBay pile, and he went and just ruined dudes like. Like, like zero respect, he would just like ruin people. <laughs> Unlike like a clapped out Honda, <laughs> there's no reason to go out and buy that. It's one, if there's definitely a piece of advice, no reason to go out and buy that fifty thousand dollar, you know, V4R or whatever M1000. Like, yes, they're cool, and yeah, I'm sure that they'll probably find you sometime. But like, yeah, invest in your invest in yourself first, honestly. Yeah, and I've got uh, let's see, I've got Eric Davis saying that I'm collecting R ones like Pokemon cards. Eric Davis is. He said that. Yeah, I, I'll I'll cop to that, dude. Like that sucks, you know. But uh, hey, at least I didn't yeah. lose another one in the trailer. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I like, mean, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm. I mean, no shit, dude. Ones. I emptied out my empty toolbox, and it's in here. You know. No like, way. Like I emptied out like the bikes and everything. Like I got bikes over by my pool table in the front room right now because like the garage is full of bikes. Like the I was just it's not a problem, bad problem to have. I, I mean, it's you know it's just better to um, get them out of there while I couldn't lock the thing. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Hey man, I well actually, you know what? That's weird that you say that because right back there, I've got my buddy's one twenty-five actually that's sitting in my living room right next to my cycle bike. So yeah, that's nice. <laughs> funny that you say that. So nice, just breathing in the in the fumes right now. But yeah, live, live eat, and breathe it, right? Oh, it's absolutely, absolutely. And then let's see here. Oh wow, okay. Um, tell him to get a good setup. What? Oh, uh, yeah. No, my, my helmet guy is saying to get a good setup, your uh, pit setup. I don't know. The pit setup? Yeah. I don't know. 
I, I know Flo's got a really – I mean, he's got his, his pit setups pretty pretty dialed in. I, he's They're pretty top-notch on that stuff, so. Okay. I, I don't know. The shirts, the shirts look the part, so. <laughs> you, I mean, hey, I, I'm like Ron Burgundy, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> You're just people talk me. shit, they talk shit. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, let's see. There's there's some more. Yeah, Manny and JC. Was that JC Camacho? Is that yep. right? Yeah. Okay. Camacho. Yeah. And then um, let's see here. Yeah. Eric saying that your bike showed up at Brainerd stock clip on stock pegs and a goddamn kickstand. And three days later, it was on the box. That sounds like a better story than your version of the story. All right. Well, it if it really, <laughs> I appreciate Eric's small, small embellishments. There's really, it was pretty close, but. I mean, yeah. I like mean, it, it wasn't Heron in 18 uh, when the track when the truck broke down no. on the way to the track. And, like, no. he ro- raced his R1S, like, that they put together in the pits to the podium at Road Atlanta. Like, that's... Dude, it's, it sounds In Superbike. Yeah, in Superbike. <laughs> I'll say that, but, I mean, realistically, it was it was pretty dang close to stock, but it wasn't, it wasn't to that extent. I, yeah. I got to yeah. So, uh, what do you, you know, this sport is expensive. We talk about that. What, like, what is it that do you do something to make money or? I mean, yes, yeah, so right. I just recently graduated college actually. Um, and I've been, I've been in school. Like I know, I mean, this goes into a whole nother rabbit hole, but like I've, I've been public school my entire life. Um, that's, that's always been a condition. And a lot of kids that I race against, you know, for better or for worse, they, you know, homeschooled or whatever it may be. But like I said, I just graduated from Penn State uh, this past May, so um, I'm living down here in Charleston, South Carolina right now. I'm just kind of finding my feet. Um, I do actually valet at a hotel part-time right now. Really? Um, you're yeah, the, and it's, Okay, so you're I'm a valet. I'm the guy that's running around. What? I said I'm the little the little guy in the, the Bellman suit running around there. And, like, the butler, okay. Basically. Yeah. So you're in Charles. You're like in, in Old Town, Charleston at a hotel being the – being that guy, the valet. Being the valet. Well, it's it's a new. What's the coolest? Like the, what's the coolest thing you've gotten to valet? Oh, uh, dude, we had the other. Because I know that Charleston's pretty. It's pretty high touch. It can be bougie, guy. right? Like it's yeah, it's and southern this, as shit, but it's super bougie there. Like I saw yeah. a lot of Lambos and shit. So. And this this hotel, it's it's like the number like yeah, it is like the number one hotel in Charleston as far as luxury goes or whatever and. A couple months ago, we had this guy pull up. Uh, if you know, if anybody knows what a Pagani is, it's a super exotic. Shut up, dude! Rolled yeah. in in a Pagani. Not three of them. Three Paganis. He had Shut three Paganis. Up. Yeah, dude. He was at a he was at a car show in Austin, Texas, actually, I believe. Um, wow. And he had him. He was having him flown around. He was from. He owned. He was co-owner or owner of uh, this big. It's called Dupont. It's a big, uh, basically, I believe, medical something to do in the medical field, but uh, like. You know, crazy money. Uh, showed up with three three Paganis. We didn't we didn't get to touch them unfortunately, but um, you know we've we've seen some pretty crazy cars because yeah, you'll just get people like that. You'll get celebrities that just pull up like randomly. Um, you'd you'd be surprised. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we my wife and I super dug Charleston. The whole vibe there was like. It's like um, the way I described it to Ricky Bobby, you know, because he asked me what I thought about it. But it was like, um, it's exactly like, I don't know, uh, San Francisco without all the trash and bumps. (laughs) 
That's a pretty good way to put it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right? I, I've spent a little time in San Francisco. I could see that. Um, yeah. Or, yeah, or it's, it's like cool. that, or like that, and a combination between that and like the vibe of like Newport Beach. Yeah, because I mean, legit, the beach is ten minutes away from downtown here, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been great, and honestly, it's been huge for you know my racing because I mean I ride my dirt bike twice a week it you know i try and ride it twice a week you know you can ride year round down here um i can train just as far as that stuff goes you're pretty centrally located for a lot of racetracks here on the east coast um it makes that whole thing a lot more feasible for me so it's definitely played a role in in keeping myself it keeps my interest up in this stuff because it uh you know i'm staying on two wheels and rather than just going all winter staring at the snow so it keeps my interest up, and as far as my fitness goes and everything, which again, actually Ricky Ricky Bobby's helped me out with this this local gym here. Like I've been working with them pretty closely this off season, and you know, just getting my fitness square. So you're away. doing gym work, like you're lifting like, weights and stuff. What are you doing? Not so much. Li- I mean, yes, like incorporating some weights in it, but I mean, as anybody who takes this sport seriously knows, like you don't you can't walk around like you know David Hasselhoff, you know, and race a motorcycle. Like you got to be. You got to be, you got to be nimble. You got to be flexible. Like, so just a lot of, you know, if we're doing weights, it's a lot of lower weight, higher rep stuff. Um, a lot of cardio, obviously a lot of cycling, running, just, um, I, th- I think my fitness has always been, has always been pretty good, but I, I truly do think that, you know, right now I'm probably in the best shape that I've been in, um, just all around, which is, which is great for, for starting the season off strong. Um, but there's a lot that goes into it for anybody that thinks that, you know, which anybody that races a motorcycle knows that this isn't the case, but anybody that thinks it's just, you know, riding a motorcycle is just sitting on it and just wow, whatever, like, you mean like the normies? Yeah, exactly. Like the the normies are always thinking that, right? The normies that's yeah, exactly. It's couldn't be further from the truth, obviously, as, as everybody on here knows, but, um, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been awesome. I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. So right on, right on. And so, you know, I saw your press release and um, so you're planning on doing stock thousand again and you're going to do the yep. full season with the flow dudes. Yep. Yep. That's cool. So we're, um, are you going to do um, Superbike Cup stuff too or? So I'm actually going to be racing in. So yeah, stock 1000. Um, stock 1000 got five rounds for the, for the year. But what we're also going to do is we're going to do, I'm going to be racing in Superbike. Um, right now I'm going to be racing in Superbike on my stock 1000 trimmed bike. Um, okay. but honestly we towards, I did this same thing at the end of last year because I just wanted to stay in it. And a large part of why we're doing this is because first of all, you know, flow, flow, like flow, flow racing, they want to have a presence in the paddock, you know, at every single race, you know, it's, it's okay. cool to be there for a couple of races here and there, but you know, to be a legitimate team and to be, to have legitimate riders, you know, you gotta be there week in and week out. And for my sake, I'm, I'm still pretty new to these 1000s. The more seat time that I can get on them, the better. So, you know, we see it and I see it as I go cut my teeth against the Superbike guys. I'm that much sharper for when those stock 1000 rounds do come around because, oh, yeah. our, you know, our goal is, is, I mean, I'll just put it straight out there. Like my goal is to win the stock 1000 championship or at least be very competitive in it. Um, so keeping myself sharpening up them elbows sharpening the elbows against the superbike boys what better way to do it yeah um, and i'm i'm not even just going out there just to ride around and superbike like i want to be as competitive as i can be and i think that 
I really do think that we can probably surprise some people given, you know, given the circumstances, because you look at last year, I mean, we, on that stock 1000 bike, we, my last race that I finished at Jersey, we finished seventh, you know, granted it was in the rain, but like still we were yeah. in the top 10 all or both races at Pittsburgh as well on the stock bike. So like, yeah, I think given the, you know, the way that the way that this off season's going so far and the way that I feel on the bike right now, like, I think that I, I would like to say we hopefully can surprise some people in that class as well. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be good. The team's going to have a, a really nice presence in the paddock. Um, like I said, being there week in and week out that much more exposure for them, for myself. Um, I'm going to be keeping the, the elbow sharp. I know my teammate Bobby's going to be doing the same. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I know the guys are, are pretty stoked on it. So it's, I'm excited. I'm very yeah. Excited. I mean, it sounds like a lot of fun, dude. Like it sounds like, you know, Kyle Wyman said the, this to me uh, a couple, two, three years ago or whatever, when he was still doing the R1 thing. And he's like, look, if you're thinking about racing Superbike, just go race Superbike. Exactly. You know, like, don't yep. worry about the parts or whatever. That shit will happen later. Just go and do it so you get a taste and you know what you're exactly. up against. You know what you need. Exactly. And that's that's part of the, you know, the plan. Like, I think that, you know, we see a lot of teams in the paddock that, that come and go pretty quickly, unfortunately. But, you know, from from the sounds of it and, and you know, knowing what kind of people these, these guys are, like, they, they want to stick around. Like, you know, Flo... Flo and his brother Matt, like they're they're very invested in this. They they have fun at it. Um, so I think that the the goal maybe down the road is is to, you know, one day build a a, a quote unquote super bike. But like you said, it's it's yeah. tough. You can get so much. You would almost be better off. I I'm actually a full believer that we are better off in this situation now rather than just going out and either buying a full blown super bike or building a full blown super bike right that because you can get yourself so lost in a in a super bike. Where you'd be yeah. better, like you said, if you want to go race through a bike, just go do it. It's still a one thousand. Like, it does it have all the little trick parts in the motor that a superbike does? No. But at the same time, you're 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 figuring out the base of it. Like you're you're doing right. it the right way. You're taking it step by step. You're not just going to get in over your head and and you know be out. So, yeah. do you um, have you ever spoken to Richard Stamboli from Attack? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's kind of like the R1 guy, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, if I could pick anybody's brain on an R, you know, I, it would be him. Um, yeah. Him and him and the guys from Westby, but um, I know they work really closely together. But yeah, Richard. Uh, yeah, like I don't know Richard. I can't say that I know him really that personally, but we've definitely spoken, and he helped out um, more more heavily when I was on my R6 program because I was. On my R6 program, I was basically on the same spec motor that like they ran at the Daytona 200. I don't know if there was some differences right. there with the rules or whatever, but more or right. less on that same spec motor. So we worked pretty closely with him as far as building those motors and, and getting those dialed in. Um, but yeah. Like, well, I know Richard's real big on helping the Yamaha guys, you know, especially the Yamaha guys that are running attack performance parts on their stuff. That's me. That's so I, I got, I will stand by his rear set. I mean, a lot of his parts, but especially his rear sets, dude, yeah. I won't, uh, his rear sets I've been running for years now. And like, they're, yeah, they're awesome. They're yeah. Me, me too. Like yeah. probably, I've probably been running attack performance stuff for longer than you've been. Well, no, absolutely. Actually, the 20, 20 years, over 20 years now I've been running attack stuff. 
Yeah, I, pro- I wasn't. Yeah. Even, I wasn't even walking around. <laughs> I know, right? It's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Richard and I are, are are good friends, and I know that he does a lot of stuff. You know, he's pretty busy right now, obviously trying to build winning championship team. You know, like the work never ends. But um, you know, I'm sure that um, I'm sure there'd be some kind of help there if you were going down that road that you're talking about. Exactly. And, and that's yeah. kind of from, from my point of view as a, as a young rider who's, who's again, trying to make it in the through bike class. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, this is a proven, obviously Richard's putting out a proven package. It, it yeah. wins championships. Yamaha is capable. Why not try to be that guy that, that's next in line or so maybe to say, Hey, I'm, I'm fast on this bike in, in this trim. Like again, give me, yeah. You know, can I get a shot at, at your bike? Just give me a test or whatever it may be. You know, it's something. Rip, it's please. it's it's <laughs> so. What's weird is like you um you don't think of how different it really is until you ride the thing and you're like, oh damn, this thing is like really, like I mean everything like the the way it Have the way it makes. It? Oh yeah, of course. Oh. <laughs> Man, I didn't need to hear that. I'm... <laughs> I'm no, like a crash no. test dummy, dude. Like anything new, I yeah. So, um, but yeah, like I um, I notice that like it does everything. It's just everything better. Like I mean, the way the the way the suspension works, the way the power comes on, it's a lot more power. The way the brakes work, um, you know, like everything. The 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 feel of the feel of uh, the gigantic fork tubes. You know, like everything just doesn't feel the same so and it and uh, truthfully it's really physical to ride because like to get it to do the stuff you got to kind of choke it a little bit you know and like i'm kind of a puss you know so like (laughs) (laughs) like this is not for me man (laughs) yeah dude i'm like wow bro like i totally suck this thing just exposed me for being a shitbag like i really got to grow a pair to ride this thing damn like yeah (laughs) Not easy, but it was yeah. crazy though that you say that because you watch Gagne ride it and it's like, it looks yeah, like he rides it like it's a fucking toy, barely trying. He gets to a point in the corner where obviously, you know, everybody sees it. He's really good at standing the bike up and just, I mean, the electronics, if you listen, I mean, I know you've heard it, but like electronics are going berserk, like the dude's on it, but yeah. he looks like for the most part, he looks like he's out for a Sunday cruise. Yeah. He looks and, like he's going to go get some ice cream, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, everybody else is sideways backing it in, you know, all out of shape. And he's just, <clears throat> you know, wheels in line. Like, I, yeah, I mean, a lot of that stuff, you know, you, you, uh, you still heard it this year, but I mean, quite a bit less. I mean, I know that Richard had to like turn off a lot of the power cuts and stuff just to get the thing down the straightaway because the, the competition's so the bikes are so fast. Like, yeah. he can't take away so much power trying to get the thing to not wheelie down the straight, you know? Yeah, and it's, you know, it's tough, obviously, now that they're going up against the likes of the, you know, the BMWs, those things. And the are Ducati. The Ducati is a That Ducati ship. is a like, fucking missile, isn't it? Dude, it it sounds, it like, that thing just sounds different. Like, it, That I don't thing know. at Road America, you're standing on the wall at Road America, the front straight, and it's that, and I mean, all the bikes sound crazy, but especially that Ducati, man, it's like, yeah, wow, it's you can just hear it's just in a different, different exhaust note. You're like, wow, that thing is right. He's, he's so, so. Are there are there anybody that you, um, I mean, aside from Josh A's, uh, any anybody that's like uh, that that you look up to that you 
kind of want to emulate their style or whatever to apply it to your own? Um, a little bit. I mean, like you want to, do you want to break like, like 22 bar or whatever, like top rack? Yeah, uh, pff, dude. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> you probably just stole the words right out of my mouth. I think that top rack, uh, I'll go out on a limb here. I think that he's got, I think I saw an article actually that Spees had made a comment that he believes that top rack and Marquez are similar on talent levels. I'll go out on a limb and say that I agree with him. Like I know they're different motorcycles. It's a different platform, but dude, top rack does things that, on that bike where you're like, he's not going to get it stopped. Like he's, there's no, yeah. there's no shot. He gets it stopped to the apex and makes the pass at, at the same time. It's like, how, how does he, how does that even, his bike control is just unreal. Yeah. Like, unreal. So uh, like you want you, so you, basically like if I'm molding the Ben Smith GI Joe model, right? Like you're yeah. going to steal the bike the control top from top rack. What else yeah, you got? Give me the top rack bike control. Give me like the the Casey Stoner slide, like that dude, like watching him slide around like Phillip Island okay, or something. Okay. I've always thought Casey Stoner was probably one of the most, again, same thing, one of the most talented guys to ever ride a motorcycle. Um, and then I've always, I mean, Spees is obviously an American. Like the dude was a great, like obviously, but I always thought, yeah, I always thought Spees' style. <laughs> I thought elbows was so cool. Like if I could have Spees' style. You know, stoners, slide control, whatever, fast corner stuff, and then tall bracks, you know, slow bike control, braking and stuff. That's, How that's about uh, Rossi's, yeah, like, yeah. utter fucking domination of the sport for, like, over, you know, forever? Who's? Oh, well, okay. All right, Rossi. Who's, you say? Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't hear that The kids, they don't even respect. I heard utter domination, and I, I figured that that's who you were talking about. But, uh, yeah. yes, obviously, if I could have the Rossi, the Rossi, you know, his his off track stuff like the Rossi charisma and whatever like he's so good at that. Obviously, that's why he's got his fan base. But, but he was so good on track though, right? Like, I mean, yeah, he won however many. That's bad. How many did he end with? How many did he end? I think nine. Nine, yeah. World like, titles, nine. Not just tight like that. Not six. Nine. <laughs> no. What's Marquez at right now? Is he at six? I think he's at no, six. He's six. Yeah. So, yeah, but know. you know, I mean, I'll go out on another limb and say I think that he could put a seven on for next year. But I, that's call me crazy. That's a limb. That's a limb. That's, that's a, a bold limb. statement. I, wow, I'm gonna hold you to that. I we'll, know it's a bold we'll record statement. the we'll record that back, and I'll be like, oh yeah, you remember? <laughs> it was Ben it was said December. it. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Hey, when it comes to fruition, I don't want to hear any. I I'm just saying that I think that he has a really good shot. Like. I think he rode the snot out of that Honda uh, to the point where he just was, I mean, he was crashing all the time, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll know. see. We'll Dude's see. Talented. That's going to be exciting, right? Like racing everywhere seems exciting. I mean, it, you know, like here in the States with the Ray Hall team coming in, Ben Spees being the team principal, like that's super, super exciting here. And then, you know, obviously. Westby's gone, so that's kind of shit. But then we've got SDK riding that the Miami yeah, BMW, the right? uh, the BMW. Yep, yes. Yeah, so it's cool to see team like uh, yeah. Obviously, Westby leaving was a huge bummer. Like they were that was a staple in the past. They were an institution, really, basically. They were, right? Yeah, literally an institution. And I was pretty close with a lot of those guys. Like that was that was a bummer to see. But um you know, regardless, you still have teams. It's good to see teams that are coming into the paddock and, and doing yeah. that same thing. And, you know, you've got the top, like, obviously, 
the SDK's team and, and all that are stepping in and you know, like it's it just goes to that same thing. Like honestly what these guys are trying to do, like the they the series needs more people like like flow, flow racing and, and top pro, like they need those new people that are right. enthusiastic and, and want to be a part of this because that's that's really what's gonna drive the sport. Is, is how do that. you like give me your take on Moto America? You know, you've kind of been there from the start, basically, right? You know, I think they yeah. started in fifteen, you've been there since sixteen. So like from a writer's perspective, like your perspective, like how do you think it Moto America's number one, like how what do you think of the job they've done, number one? And number two, what do you think of how they've evolved as a series since the early days? I mean, it's tough. I There's so many, as you know, and as most people know, there's so many aspects that go into it to, to make a successful series. I mean, everything yeah. from the manufacturer commitments to the, the marketing of it and, and the rider support, whatever. Like, from a strictly a rider standpoint, I think they're doing a good job. I mean, I haven't had any blare, like glaring issues where it's like, you know, what... You've never been doing? singled out and, like, in trouble no. and getting the one-way conversation? No, like, it's... Lucky. I mean, like, the, yeah, I know, lucky, yeah. I've, I've been... Tried to, tried to be nice to, to everybody there, but the worst I've gotten is, like, a pit lane, pit lane speed limit or something like that. But, um, you know, from a rider standpoint, they've done a... I think they've done a really good job. Um, I think they've done a good job all around. I think there's definitely some things that could probably be improved, which is no no secret, I don't think. You know, just as far as just getting the word out there on pre-race weekends and like we'll go we'll go to a race weekend and and we'll go out and we'll start talking to locals they'll have no idea that there's there's one a race going on that weekend or mm. two they won't even know that there's a race track that's <coughs> and we've always said i actually used to if anybody knows the name ron barrick ron barrick used to be the head of the ama back in the back in the heyday yeah and ron Barrick was on my team when I was on the K when I was doing the KTM championship, and um, I think I remember him saying what they used to do actually is well they would go this isn't anything crazy but they would go weeks before an event and hand out tons of flyers and tickets and all this stuff to gas stations, restaurants, everything in that area really? to just get the word out there weeks weeks in advance weeks in advance and I still think that that's a great philosophy. Not only that, but if they if Moto America gave because realistically, they're not selling out every weekend. Like they're not right. selling out fans. They're they're not capping their ticket numbers. If they gave every team or maybe premier teams or whatever it may be a handful of tickets, the amount of people that we've talked to just again just out to dinner or something, oh, yeah. or just on the street where they they are interested about it. But if you could physically hand them a ticket right then and there and say, hey, here's two free tickets. Bring you, your wife, the kids, whatever. Come out and watch it this weekend. You don't have to go through the hassle of going and buying tickets. There's, there's a forget couple about more people. it, right? Like, you forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Like it's done. That's not, yeah, it's a wrap. Done. Like it fills up the place, butts in exactly. the seats, buying shit. Yeah. And it's not, like they're, it's not like they're, I mean, I could, I mean, you've been to Daytona, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been to yeah, Daytona, dude, yeah. Isn't Daytona like the worst from that? Like, because, because dude, you roll yeah. around, you walk around all these people on motorcycles and yeah. none of them even realize there's a race going on half of them don't even recognize that the speedway is a racetrack like exactly no you get the they Harley look guys. at it and they're like oh the museum yeah it's like <laughs> no you're thinking of barber this is where completely this is no you're so far off but yeah like that's a perfect, it's a perfect instance if they they're already interested in motorcycles 
all it would take is yeah. here's some tickets. There's a crazy, crazy to say it. There's actually a race going on here this weekend. Come, yeah. come bring your Harley buddies and come watch. There's even yeah. Harleys. You, you can watch the. You can watch. You the can watch your fucking Harleys now, right? Like, <laughs> there's, there's something. I was like, dude, like, there's like, people racing your bike out. Well, kind of, not really, but like, kind of, but close. <laughs> not really, they, they like, not even close, like, not even. But yeah. like, hey, it's it's got bags on it, like it's you know. Dude, they see the bags. I mean, that's that perks their ears up right away. Like, I mean, there's a few, there's a few cans shy of a twelve pack in those bags. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. you know, like twelve. But you know, <laughs> yeah. Other well, than that, yeah. they're exactly the same. No neon, yeah, exactly. no neon on the ground. <laughs> we'll, we'll just throw that pitch to them. There's there's beers in their side bags. We promise. Like that's you know, dude, that's actually that's, a pretty good idea. Yeah, you know? we've said that too. That the baggers should have to carry either beers or like clothes or something, so they don't go down that much. But when they do go down, the bags fly off. There's there's course lights flying everywhere. There's you know whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, safety, safety. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, Stan Volley and I, we we joked. Uh, I mean, we had a we had a bunch of fun with the at the baggers' expense, and you know, like they did a lot better this year. You know, they didn't blow up. So actually, there was more sport bikes blowing up engines this year than baggers which you know but at daytona they did bring out the bagger pace car you know that's what we call the, the yes. right um i think will morton came up with that term but um you know like those guys they they just um you know they they work so hard at it and you know i mean there's just it's crazy that hardly anybody that does that thing in daytona during bike week hardly any of them knew you know so which yeah it's a guy there's so many different aspects like we said that could go into it whether they need to do a better job of marketing it pre-event or yeah. if they you know however it needs to happen either way words got to get out there yeah. there is a motorcycle race happening here this weekend you know this is what it is at it, it, it always annoyed me when i was like you know i'm still super into this but like, you know, when I was younger and super into this, I would get so mad. Like, you know, you'd never hear hardly anything unless somebody, unless there was like some big crash. Yeah. There would be no news coverage, nothing. And like on ESPN, they're like, okay, today on underwater badminton or whatever. You're like, what? Yeah. Dude, so man, I've been turning on the TV like for years now. It's been, I've seen the, you know, I turn on the ESPN exactly like you said, and they've got, um, like cornhole i'm like <laughs> yeah. cornhole can make it on espn but we're doing 100 and 200 miles an hour on a racetrack and we can yeah. like what how does that work yeah you know, it, it blows my mind but yeah like, you know it, it does come down to, i know it comes down to money at some point and it's yeah you know, i do think that they're getting there i think that boat america is doing the right things absolutely and i've seen as a rider and being there every every weekend you know whatever i've seen the progression um, yeah, but it's it's also not a they've got a and I know that they knew this going into it. It's not going to be an overnight or one season thing. Like this is a it's it's a long run. It's a, it's the long game. So. Yeah, totally, totally. So there's a few more comments coming in. Um, you know, uh, pen the gas. That's got to be Chris saying what's up. He's that he's that other podcast guy. Um, <laughs> what's yeah. up, Chris? And uh, let's see, Ricky Bobby has been covered on the Home Alone situation. The Polka King, he's going to teach you all about it. So there you yeah, go. I'm going to need some 
education. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna educate you on the um the people the the polka crew that's really big in Sheboygan. He's gonna totally educate you on that. And oh, then um, eight forty eight Evo says that uh, that he hears Freddie, you know, from Superbike Unlimited, is trying to put something together to to have the Westby guys back on track next season. What do you think of that? I think that, that would be killer. Right, <laughs> that's like, the first that I've heard of it, but I think that that would be pretty killer. Yeah, um, yeah Freddie, so. if Freddie could pull that off, that'd be that'd be something. You know, that'd be really something. That would be huge. you know it makes me wonder like what you know what's going to happen to Skultz you know I mean yeah that dude that, that dude's a madman and then you know he had like a peppered season this year I guess you could say but um, yeah. it's hard to it's hard to not acknowledge that that dude is a fucking super bike beast you know he's oh, a front yeah. runner he should be he should be in the front every weekend yeah for sure like the guy i mean he's showing like yeah like he's had his he had his ups and his downs last year but so yeah everybody every once in a while during the season but yeah the guy can ride and i think that again the more the more people like him that you can put on the grid the super bike grid the better it's gonna be so whether it's no matter what it's on if if he can be on something it's yeah it's, it's plus and so, then like august was- nord is talking about you know agreeing about the the marketing or whatever because like the motorbike bars in monterey even had soccer on during motor america weekend yeah which is like you know you go down to cannery row and i remember we went down there when world through bike used to go to to laguna cannery row was actually pretty packed on like a friday Dude, or a saturday night you you know what the the thing is like you're the 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 cannery row has changed and I even heard. what you think was big is nothing. I've heard MotoGP or whatever. Bro, was like, like it used to be so gnarly and there would be like, yeah, man, it, there'd be like a stunt show basically on the street. And like, you know, I mean, any yeah. kind of shenanigans you could think of were happening. And yeah. um, like the entire road would be full of bikes all the way down to the, to the, um, the, um, aquarium like all the way dude like literally bikes lining both sides of the street all the way down to the aquarium yeah you know like, it's not like, like that, standing no. room only on the street like all the way down to the aquarium yeah, i i wish like the most the pack most packed i've ever seen is like i said a world superbike weekend and it's still not, i mean it's nothing compared to that yeah that was uh, like world superbike weekend circa like Colin Edwards, you know what I mean? Like oh yeah, Neil Hudson, yeah. Colin Edwards, etc. I've heard some crazy stories about like those types of weekends and, and those guys. Yeah, like, Anthony Gobert and stuff. Like yeah, the, you know that fan RV section, like guys going up there, racers going up there. Well, who knows what happens? But they don't come back until really late, or they don't come back right. until the next morning. And it's like, I mean, that's that's like the the heyday. It's like the know. old Scott Russell stories. From Daytona, right? Yeah. <laughs> that dude, I mean... That dude, does, let's just put it this great. way. Scott Russell does not suck at partying. No, I was going to say. <laughs> I think he's probably one of the... I mean, a lot of the dudes back then could do it, but those those guys could, could party until... Uh, allegedly, again, this was way before my time, but allegedly could party to two, three, or all night. Who knows? I don't know, so, dude. I, I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put it past Scott Russell to still be able to party like that. 
probably once a, once a partier like that i mean he's always mm-hmm. got a good party like yeah that, like. so what's your you know fuck, we're, we're we're like a hour and 15 into this thing already wow yeah i know wow i i, I was i was sorry i'm barely keeping track of that but i was like eh, i'm kind of eyeballing it because i know it's late for you but like what's your what's your favorite circuit on the tour um i would say either road america or laguna um, yeah i was thinking road america because you're a thousand guy now so like you know road america is especially with that repave that they did dude yeah. that place is is pretty awesome i mean i've always loved road america it's it's sweet honestly though i would throw so road america i mean it's tough to choose road america laguna but i would throw road atlanta up there too i'm, I'm a huge fan of road atlanta really um yeah love i love always have loved road atlanta. road atlanta is like a cool like old school like carved out of nothing kind of racetrack that's kind of badass yeah. it's just exactly it's just badass it's got a little bit of everything like that first section was so tight obviously then yeah, you got the forever long back straight away. It's got elevation. It's got fast, slow. Like, dude, I don't know. Just something about Road Atlanta, and it's like I'm used to just going there. I think part of it is like I'm used to going there to start the season now. Okay, we've been doing that for however many years, and it's like you've just got so much excitement and like just build up going into the first round, and it's like, damn, like I'm so excited to be here. Like this place is so cool. So, so when's the next but, time you get to ride? Uh. Possibly next weekend. Possibly next weekend. Really? Jennings. Okay. At Jennings. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm Ken Hill of, I, Ken Hill says, I think it's Jennings that he goes to. Yeah, they started going to Jennings a lot. Yep. Yeah, so yep. Ken Hill says that I could I could figure out when they're testing and fly out and ride one of their bikes and test with them and do Dude, their little should. Ken Hill visual exercises and stuff. Yeah, he's got. They've got the whole thing down there. CJ Laroche, uh, I wrote, yeah, he's my teammate on the on the R6 Nico program. Yeah, he's got like a whole. He's got his 400s down there. He's got his R6. Well, actually, now his Jixer, I believe. But his yeah, he's got the Suzuki's. Yeah, now he's on the Suzuki's. Um, but yeah, you should you should come down. It's it's a blast. Jennings is a really cool motorcycle only track. I'll let you know um, if I do it. Like. You know, Dude, like know. I said, Ken Hill's saying to invite me out, and I'm like, all right, maybe so, dude. <laughs> if you if you've got him telling you to come out, you should you should make it happen. And I'm, all right. like I said, I'm only I'm only about it's about a five hour drive for me. It's really not that bad. So it's you know I go down there, ride for the weekend, and and haul it on back. But uh, yeah, maybe next weekend. Uh, if if not, I definitely sometime in January. So. Yeah, so Squidvids is saying Road America is butter now, and August Nord is saying Jennings is the cheapest ever, but it's great practice. Great practice, too. Yeah, so. well, yeah, that's you're getting the best of both worlds there, I guess, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, cheap practice is good, right? Like, cheap practice, because there's not cheap, cheap in this sport, don't go. I know, right? Like, the only way to get cheap practice is to ride the Supermoto. Yeah, exactly. Or the dirt, yeah, Supermoto dirt bike, whatever. Like, right. Right on. So yeah. Well, you know well, what? Not- Let's wrap this thing, man. Like, you got any uh, sponsors that you like to thank? You know. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, obviously, so, flow, flow. <laughs> like I've mentioned them a ton, but it deservingly so. Like they've, I mean, I can't tell you the the opportunity that they're providing me here this year. Like I'm, I, I promise, promise everybody on this and everybody. Like I, I will not waste it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be one heck of a season. Um, Arai helmets, uh, Yamaha. Four stars jumping on board this year. I know I'm going to be riding in four star suits, um, which I'm I'm pretty excited about as well. Hustle Hard Racing, Carbone, and um, 
there's a lot of guys, and we're still working out a lot of the sponsorship stuff for next year. But uh, okay, you know, um, Ricky Bobby for letting me keep the trailer at the house and everything. Um, John Cook, track day winner, huge. Um, yeah, man, it's been uh, it's it's been good. So I'm excited. Well, I I wish you the best of luck. You know, are, am I going to see you at Daytona? Maybe. Possibly, possibly. Obviously, I mean, I know y'all don't race there, but you know, who knows? Yeah. Maybe you throw a six hundred together or something. I, we we took a shot at it one year when I was with Kyle in, in Northeast Cycle. It didn't go so great, but I would. Hey, if anybody's got an R six or whatever that they want to race, or whatever, know. Jesus, I do. Okay. I would, not or whatever, but I I would like it to be an R six. I'll stay true to my Yamaha, my All right. Yamaha fellows out there. But I mean, yeah, hey, I, I wouldn't wouldn't take it off the table. So. All right, man. Well, you know what? Another guy I got to root for, man. Like, uh, after talking to everybody, I have so many people I got to root for. It's like, shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, keep me out there. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, having me on. It's, it's been fun. It's been a blast. Yeah, right on, dude. Well, um, like I said, uh, let's wrap this thing. And, um, you know, I wish you the best of luck this season. And um, hopefully to see you uh, achieve that goal of the number one plate on the front of that thing in Stock Thousand. There we go, man. We want number one, number one plate on another Yamaha this year, so you know, let's make it happen. All right, man. See ya. All right. Cool, man. Thanks.